0: Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Cannon. You bastards! Why are you torturing me like this? Welcome to The Canon Canon. My
1: name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia, Book of the Dead, Hell,
0: Ooh, I call you Original Title as your nickname all yeah. the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: People, we are the Canon Canon. We are the podcast that talks about Canon films and all of their related properties. Properties and with a capital P. <laughs> capital PP. And acquisitions with a capital P. Yes. <laughs> so... Today, we are doing, so we have talked about this before, uh, we are, uh, we usually cover Canon films proper. Uh, we definitely cover ones that they have picked up as productions Yep. Uh, for America.
1: Acquisitions, if you the, will.
0: Aqu- the acquired property. Uh, we also uh, have done it before and will, you know, possibly, well, not possibly, probably will be. I like that I went from a non-committal to a non-committal. Uh, we will be covering more of these as well. Acquisitions in other countries. Yes. So a big chunk of Canon, of course, the production company, if, if you are, this is the first time you are listening uh, because you're an Evil Dead fan, and you're maybe mm-hmm. jumping in. Could you just see the name Evil Dead? You're just a horror fan.
1: Yeah. Infi- anniversary was uh, while the, when this is released this yep. is uh, around the anniversary. Exactly. The and close to when the new one is coming. Yeah, out? actually Evil Dead Rise will be out in theaters by the time that this comes out.
0: Yes, yeah, so we are covering the Evil Dead and because so, the Evil Dead, it, it, I would have also imagine if you're a big fan of Evil Dead, you have heard of Canon films. You have heard of Canon productions. You have oh, yeah. heard of Menachem Golan and Yoram Globus and all of their incredible ideas about ninjas and American ninjas and cobretties
1: and yeah. blood sports. And but if you haven't, check out um, Electric Boogaloo, the documentary.
0: Fantastic. Or
1: Austin Trunick's two books. The Canon Film Guide, Volume One and Volume Two. And once you get through all of those, go back go and listen our to episodes. our three
0: years worth of episodes <laughs> on this fucking production company. But so in there, and it is covered, uh, I think I think briefly in one of Austin's books, maybe volume two, he mentions it, probably in and out. Uh, and I think he might have said in volume three that it'll be touched upon. But either way, when Canon was at their height. They were like, let's just start buying shit. And one yeah. of the things they acquired was Thorn EMI, which Ooh. was, a, 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 I think, connected. I get a little confused. We are not the historians. We are the lovers who are half ass historians of canon. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have been part of the, 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 the theater acquisitions as well. Oh. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, but that uh, that basically just meant they bought a... Chunk of VHS releases when VHS was like a hot property, and yeah. they did this with HBO
1: mm-hmm. Home Box Office. Heard of it?
0: Ever heard of it? Uh, uh, you know it from HBO Max, the channel that doesn't do anything weird,
1: yes, for now, exactly. <laughs> for now until it becomes <laughs> Discovery Plus, whatever the fuck.
0: whatever bullshit all of a sudden it will change one day. Uh, it, Bob, your favorite shows will be gone. Forever. Um, forever. Uh, uh, I do love just on his side that like, uh, uh, but former guests of the pod, Andy Beckerman, he doesn't delve into this world too much, but I he must be in some mode where him and his wife are kind of delving into a bit of the canon world where all of a sudden he sent me a screen grab of the beginning of Cobra. <laughs> and I think watching it the first time because it just showed up on HBO Max. Oh
1: right, yeah,
0: yeah. And I love too when it is under the TCM hub, yes. the Turner Classic Movies, and you're like, some of these are classics. Cobra. And Cobra <laughs> under there next to like Rashomon is just beautiful to me. With an
1: introduction from Sliced Alone. <laughs> He's like by he's like to the James Cromwell like whatever what was his name the guy who like used to host our um, yeah Clooney's dad where he would be like so the next film coming up mm. which oh wait hold on okay
0: this oh, might be a fact I, for I, uh, later I think the narrator might be that guy yes uh, in the uh, Evil Dead
1: <laughs> yes. Is have that we why we he's... have it on our brain? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. yes. Um, Kandarian.
0: K- K- Kandarian, Lord. Um, great voice. I mean, that fucking... I love it. God, it we'll get into favorite. our love here. Yeah. So either way, uh, they bought all this stuff when they were at their height. They were just blowing money left and right, truly. Um, and they bought all these acquisitions uh, that eventually they lost. Um but there is a p- so there essentially to you know today we are covering the evil dead this is yeah. a-, a big one for big both
1: of us one i mean we we covered bucker right, bucker oh, oh boy bucker oh boy oh boy <laughs> uh, buckaroo banzai yep uh and that was a acquisition yep. but this is this is bigger than that yeah we covered the hitcher the which hitcher, was an yep. acquisition the this acquisition is bigger was than bomb. that we haven't uh,
0: done Rambo First Blood Part 2 yet, or did we? I get confused. No, we, I don't think we, <laughs> we did. have not yet. We will, though. We will. We will. Uh, and so, yeah, this is one where uh if you've listened to other episodes in the past couple weeks too you've heard how like one of the things we're kind of doing is going into the deeper cuts we are going through the uh canon film guide and finding ones that we haven't touched upon a lot of the the true canons that haven't been covered which uh you know are tiny uh uh, yeah. uh movies sometimes but when we started doing that deep dive is when we had found the list of the HBO canons. Mm -hmm. This is why someone recently, I think on our Twitter was like, are you going to cover white of the eye? Um, which is a crazy fucked up movie, but it was, I, and they were like, basically just like, I, I, you know, am kind of new to the pod, but also did not expect to see a cannon logo. (laughs) Um, on White of the Eye, which happens with these uh, every yeah. once in a while. And and when we found that Evil Dead was on there along with like Dawn of the Dead, man, oh, <laughs> there's yeah. going to be some fun ones if we get to these. But uh, if you live in certain countries, you would have seen the Canon logo on your Evil Dead box. Mm-hmm. With one of the most iconic horror movie posters, yes. I would say, ever. Um, uh, a much better poster than the other iconic one being evil dead 2 dead by dawn right. <laughs> which is also and we'll get into it our catchphrase the one i like more out of the two okay, but yeah. we'll we'll talk about that all yeah. but not poster wise because i've never movie wise yeah i didn't rent it for a while as a kid because i was like not even that i was scared of it because we always talk about being scared of the
1: vhs but like yeah. i just didn't really know what it was gonna be. i didn't I didn't either. I remember seeing it all the time at the video store and just being freaked out by the Evil Dead 2. One. Yeah. Because I would see Evil Dead and I'd be like, oh, that looks like something I could probably you right. know, handle because the... it's it's cool, but it's not as scary as a skull with eyes. eyes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which know?
1: then you're also like, has nothing to
0: do with the movie, no. Um, no, which no, is no. great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're covering the Evil Dead. And this is, of course, and Frank will get into the facts in a second. This is uh Sam Raimi's debut, main yeah. debut. Um uh, theatrical uh, debut. Theatrical debut. Just turned twenty when he started shooting it. Yeah. Um and as we'll get into after we get into some facts, uh maybe not Evil Dead as much. And it's hard, too, because it should be called The Evil Dead. That's the full name. Uh, I'm just used to saying Evil Dead 2 all the time. Right. But Evil Dead 2 is top 10, maybe top 5 most influential movies in my life when I was, like, 13. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would say. Just changed. This, like, Evil Dead 2 was truly, what we call in the biz, a game changer. Yep. It was just like my everything for a
1: while. <laughs> can you believe that I actually saw Army of Darkness first?
0: I, I truly can, only because we have that couple year difference. Yeah. And it wasn't that long after I discovered Evil Dead 2 that Army of Darkness was coming out and yeah. then fed a love of Evil Dead 2 and became even more of a thing in my brain. Yeah. because I was just like so jazzed that it was a new Evil Dead-related property was coming out. And that's how I, I called it, a property. When I was 12, I always called things <laughs> you properties. You said property. You yeah. had the
1: trades. You had uh, the paper version of Variety.
0: I, I Yes, I, I got it delivered to my house the minute I was born. Uh, <laughs> I poured over Variety saying goo-goo, gaga, yeah. The IP. Hollywood
1: Reporter, you had all those. Yep.
0: Big time, big time. Um, I loved all those Hollywood rags, baby. Deadline. Ooh, Deadline. I get that Deadline pumped straight into my veins. <laughs> AKA if I see a head deadline article on one of my friends' Instagrams, I usually mute them. Not because I <laughs> not because I don't love I them, but handle- because I can't handle the truth of life. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I can totally believe that because it was uh to me, Army of Darkness was like such a big thing for a certain type of genre fan at that yeah. time. Well, and also
1: it was like so. It was heavily, I thought it, I mean, for MTV, you know, I was watching nothing but MTV pretty much at that time. So it was like promoted a lot on MTV. And M- comics. MTV.
0: It was what? a full, it was always a, it, there was a period. I've got pie or I used to have before I sold them piles of comic ads.
1: Yeah, Like in comic books. That was the other thing too. In Marvel. Full page
0: Marvel. It would be the last page was an ad for Army of Darkness which is
1: amazing in retrospect. And it was such a great poster too. And when you're a preteen slash teen you're just like this movie looks like it's the best. Yeah. And I couldn't go see it in the theater but when it came out on VHS I rented (sighs) it. I ended up buying it and then that's when I was like oh wait. And then I put it together Duke Nukem this and then like (laughs) I was like oh wait. And then so I went back and Uh, Because I was just like, oh, I guess that's how the movie starts. I mean, I'd heard about Evil Dead and it it being referenced like when they were talking about it at the time. And I was like, "Uh, but you know how you are when you're a kid. You're just you just kind of focused on one thing. And and then I went back and watched Evil Dead 2 first. And then I was like, this is great. Yeah. But then I eventually got to this movie, The Evil Dead, and I was blown away. I mean, the thing is, too, though, it it
0: is a classic. You got to remember what it was like at the time. Like, it makes sense that you wouldn't necessarily even put two and two together because, like...
1: No, because it didn't say Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. I don't think it did. Did And
0: I also... No, it doesn't. Anywhere. Uh, I think because it was... The original title for Army of Darkness was going to be Medieval Dead. Oh. (laughs) So then that would have made more sense. That's perfect, yeah. Uh and maybe I, I mean, I also want to say now I have a little bit where I'm like, wait, did I maybe go the same route as you and end up seeing Evil Dead 2 finally because Army of Darkness was coming? Because I'm not piecing together, like, the fact that, like, it is shocking that the end of Evil Dead 2 does end up being exactly the ending or beginning of <laughs> <The> beginning <laughs> Army of, yeah. of Darkness. Um, uh, but also I was going to say is, like, it is a different time of our youth That we can look to where it's like you like I don't even know I do and I don't know where I was gathering information from about movies specifically like I know I know to some extent but like I know like I didn't read Fangoria religiously because it kind of stressed me out. Yeah, because even <laughs> yes. even though I love horror, it was like I didn't love necessarily gore when I was yes. younger. We gore. both were like, yeah, I had made up a term for just horror, gore, horror. It. But because both of us were like little snowflakes, I think watching, yeah, we yeah, loved so. horror and a little were, dandy boy, yeah, little
1: a little d- velvet pants. <laughs> <pencils.
0: laughs> we were sucking on lollies, being yeah, scared just- of real horror movies. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like I just like so. I didn't read that. Like, but I I know at the same time I would somehow like have bes- behind the scenes articles on the special effects of Terminator Two. Yeah. Like, and sometimes they were interwoven into like Wizard magazine. Yeah. And some of the video game magazines. Cut well, even for me,
1: it was I would always I, and I, I never could uh, afford pr- uh, prescriptions subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to. Those magazines, but when you go to Walmart, while well, your mom shop, like my oh, mom baby. would shop, and so I would just go through. They had Film Threat. They would have Fangoria. They would have all the 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 ma- music magazines. Like Ugh. so, that's where I would catch up. And then I, I have just... to convince, will you let me buy
0: this copy of Rip
1: magazine?
0: Oh, exactly, Can Rip was the one, one that rip? I just
1: wanted to. Yeah, I was like, Stone Temple Pilots is on the cover, please.
0: I mean, that's the beauty. You because again of our age difference in Rip. You would have really started looking at it at the moment when it started trying to figure out, oh, "Oh no, we're losing subscription. But I remember we (laughs) we need it to be all. And there's like I remember it's I think it's I could be wrong in this, but I used to have all my rips before I moved to fucking L.A. I still had them all from high school. But I think it's a Primus cover (laughs) where they change the font from the classic rip to a more like Ray Gun E. Yes. And I was like, oh, I oh think boy. RIP is
1: over for me. <laughs> yeah. RIP is uh, alternative press now. Yes. I, well, I, I remember, I mean, I, in the 80s too, I remember reading RIP because that's where I read about Dokken, or yeah. that's where I read about Wasp. You yeah. Know?
0: But in RIP would also be like, still, like, there would be like an article about Paw. Yes. And then with the, with like a guitarist wearing an SNFU shirt. And I'd be like, okay, they're kind of into punk. And then Carcass. Yeah, Right after it with like heart work And then weirdly like LSD Life, sex, and death Or like Blue Murder Some just like weird hair metal band That like l- Friend at Large Lon yeah. Friend who had that segment <laughs> On Dead Beggar's Ball Where he'd just be like Check out the new war <laughs> Like would just fucking tout Come his hair metal Come on to wish. the cat
1: house yes. All right.
0: You knew Lon Friend was always At the cat house Oh <laughs> the whiskey. yeah Yeah But yeah, I do think there is that because I would just like I would sneak the looks at some of these magazines. But like I guess I was like watching it because I was like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are also some of the first like Easter egg movies for me where I would pour over being like, Oh, did you see that the necklace turns into a skull? But I'm like, where did I pick that up? I didn't notice it. I think it was like some and there weren't websites. Like to fucking and you know, nerd it up. So, yeah, we don't have new rock stars breaking down the Evil Dead (laughs) back then. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, uh, These kids don't even know how good they have it.
1: They don't know. We had to, (laughs) you know, we had to go to the library to research our Easter eggs. I mean, you know
0: what? I forget. Honestly, it actually has been so long that I forgot that that is also what I would do. I would go to the library and you'd be like, I don't give a fuck about real books. Where are yeah. the books about ghosts?
1: Yep, UFOs. Where, UFOs, horror UFOs. movies. Yes.
0: That most of the time you'd be like, all right, Universal, I don't really want to read about Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> again. You never were into
1: the Universal. No, honestly, I was I always know, like,
0: can we get to the fucking good stuff? <laughs> and then Encyclopedia of Serial Killers. Like, just like yes. being like a crazy person being like, let me read more about Albert Fish.
1: <laughs> I took I took a, a class in college about the psychology of serial killers and I had that book and then a friend of mine took it and then she tried to be like oh I lost it and then she like I saw it and I was like hey wait a minute but she never gave it back you know I
0: one I certainly would have taken that class if it was offered like uh, 100% Um, two you know you sometimes wonder why you don't find a significant other in high school (laughs) And then you look back and you're like, you know, I spent a lot of my study hall hanging out with my dipshit friends, pouring over the encyclopedia of serial killers, and then looking around and being like, why do none of these, like, I'm like not metal enough for the metal girls. I'm like too, like all in between until I found like hardcore. And even then we didn't have any hardcore fucking kids in the school, really. And I'm like, yeah, but also in retrospect, maybe don't look at the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers as much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Look, we all had a lot of issues. I was working through a lot of depression. And that's where Evil Dead came in, though. Like, I mean, it made me so happy as a fucking kid in the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, But yeah, let's talk about some Evil Dead facts
1: before we get into a more nitty gritty. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, look... There's been so many documentaries and behind the scenes and things written about the evil dead, all the factoids that you'd want. So we're going to skip a lot of those because you can find those from the horse's mouth many times. Yeah. Well, so that's it. This is
0: one of the hard ones actually to do where it's just like, you don't want to just gush, but also there are enough evil dead like hardcore fans they'll be yes. like wrong
1: wrong oh, yeah let me tell so we're you we're not something. even gonna attempt
0: oh baby we are gonna get everything wrong and You're i we love everything it wrong.
1: <laughs> but uh released by renaissance pictures later bought by new line cinema released october 15th 1981 in detroit michigan then it did a lot of festival circuits especially may 16th 1982 at con film festival or can film festival and i Again, a lot of festivals. And then it had the wider release on April 15th, 1983. April 15th, 1983, 40 years ago. Wow. It was directed by Sam Raimi and written by Sam Raimi. And the other fun fact is that uh it was co-edited by Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers fame. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 1983, Uh the top 10 movies... Domestically, we're Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi, Tootsie, Flashdance, Trading Places, War Games, Octopussy, Staying Alive, Risky Business, Mr. Mom, National Lampoon's Vacation. Jeff, uh, there's only 150 listed on domestic. Where do you think this landed? I mean, I would imagine low 142. I didn't see it out of the yeah. 150, but <laughs> I went to worldwide. Okay. So what was the number you said? 142? 142. Sort of close. It was 116 worldwide. Yeah. Beating King of Comedy, another cult classic.
0: I mean, it's a cult classic for a reason in that, like, yeah, as you kind of mentioned there, like, he kind of um, old school showman style, like, got this movie around. So I would imagine even number-wise you don't have the exact number, like, you know, just yeah. like uh, collected because he truly did like, uh, like kind of like uh, to some extent, what Tarantino like tried to replicate for the hateful eight with like a show book almost, but like in William yeah. Castle style and night of the living dead style, like George Romero, yeah. like book one theater in a big city and then like bring it there. And like, and then William Castle style, like rent, uh, ambulances, for outside just to like be put on a show (laughs) which is awesome um so yeah it's like it's 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 probably you know we know it's made back uh, its money quite
1: well as the years have probably gone on is that Uh, i mean because i mean i didn't like or at least the ip
0: (laughs) has now yeah
1: well because i think evil dead 2 is the one they made money off of because I think the rights got really kind of mushy with new, as we see with
0: even HBO Canon owning one ver. like there's like 20 versions you could find. This is one where also, uh, I think it even said is Renaissance the one or is another one there was, I saw it on wiki where it's like some, one of these labels that mostly specialize in public domain movies. So it's like in that realm too, like it gets stuck in some crazy elms. Um, uh, crazy areas but
1: uh, uh, I like so crazy y- elms better
0: I yeah you're right I got stuck in some crazy elms look we're all tired here people look they, they <laughs> have
1: crazy elms in this movie let's, nothing yeah, but let's crazy elms in this movie <laughs>
0: so yeah so you saw just to go through that you saw and I made the little unclear you went army of darkness and then evil dead 2
1: and then the evil dead probably yes. because I was told they're like oh I was told by my friends they were like you don't need to see evil dead just watch evil dead 2 and then but then like the curiosity got the best of me when I heard people other people talking about it and then sure. I was like, well, now I gotta see it
0: yeah, which is good. I mean it and and also in like so Evil Dead, if you've never watched would be crazy if you've never seen any of these. It's essentially the multiverse of Ash the main character played by Bruce Campbell, Ashley aka Ash aka. The character I was obsessed with for many years definitely tried to be him for Halloween a couple times where I was going to get his cuts painted on exactly where they are in Evil Dead 2, but then kind of was like, where am I getting a chainsaw to carry around? I think I might have done one version with a little toy chainsaw I had, (laughs) Um, and I also definitely ripped him off with me and my buddy Jay former guests of the pod, uh, we're going to make a comic and like high school or junior high high school, I think. But it was like, I was going to write it. He was going to draw it. And all I did was just take bits and pieces of ash and evil dead. It was like the main character had like a shotgun and a chainsaw, but it could morph out of his hand. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> which I stole from another character did that you, I saw yeah. in the official handbook of the Marvel oh. Universe, a guy who could, like pull a gun out of his arm. Um, oh, wow. I think it was a Punisher villain. Uh, uh, we never finished it, just like every other project. Um, I mean, we also, as many people who probably listen to this, if in my mom's house, you definitely can find a couple movies we made where we did the monster uh, camera as the monster chasing me or Jay through the house because (laughs) it blew our minds. It was just like, this is everything to me. Um, uh, uh, But yeah, so there, uh, the lineage of this also is if you did like the quick version, you've got a movie called within the woods, uh, which was a short that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell did together with also the woman who plays, for crazily, the first time watching it, this time is where I realized she's playing uh, Ash's sister. Um, yeah,
1: I really I forgot that too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just like an idiot, I guess. Um, uh, and I did not realize because we'll get into this too that she is uh, uh Ellen S- Sandweiss who played Cheryl. She yeah. plays Ash's girlfriend, I believe, in Within the Woods. So Within the Woods is basically a short they used as a proof of concept. Yeah, and And it's
1: actually Jesse Hodges' mom. I don't know if you know who Jesse Hodges is. It's uh, Beck Bennett's wife. She's the agent on Barry. Okay. Oh, that's That's crazy. Yeah.
0: I didn't know she shows up in Ash vs. Evil Dead. She comes back. I never watched Ash vs. Evil Dead as much as I love it. I don't know. I just didn't do it for some
1: reason. I hear it gets better I hear it like I mean I didn't I didn't get to watch it either, but I because I was asking our uh, former guest James Third uh, Uh about because we went to see Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Of course, you know there were a lot of like nods to Evil Dead in there, Uh, even the cameo by Bruce Campbell where he (laughs) gets beat up by his own hand. But whatever. Um, And he, I had asked him. I was like, "Have you seen the the series? You know, even one of our friends uh, worked on it. Uh, Craig did."
0: Oh, he did. So did uh, Sean Clements. Right. So. Because I remember visiting Clements and he was just starting to work on it. And he was talking yeah. about how he had to like learn. I don't think I'm speaking out of it to so, like learn the genre a little bit more. Cause like it yeah. was like some scene where someone got put in an Iron Maiden and they're like, oh, you got to make the blood just go sh-
1: squirt out of it. And I was like, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I hear it's good. I mean, I hear yeah. like there's, it's, it's got ups and downs, but I hear it's good. And I need to, I, maybe this will be what I need to say. Finally watch it. But I'm, I'm so, I'm, I I got so much shit to watch. Get off my back, people. (laughs) But
0: so there's Within the Woods. That was a short as a proof of concept. Uh, I had seen Little Bits and Pieces. I watched it right before we recorded. It's hard to see the version I watched. It's like 16 millimeter. It's really jumpy. Uh, But you watch it and you're like, oh, there's little bits and pieces that you're like, oh, they took this. They took this. Great. And then they use that as a way to be like, hey, dentist, give us some money. (laughs) The because Ed this, was this approach. is, yeah, exactly. It's like, and so they, I mean, I'm also fascinated still by the Coen brothers, Ramey connection, where it's like, yeah. as you said, like, Joel was the assistant editor. And then that led to him and Ethan being like, oh, we should do a proof of concept for Blood Simple. Yep. And then, and the Rameys helped on that. And then they lived together and picturing that apartment of Francis McDormand, Joel Cohen, and Sam Raimi.
1: Wild apartment, yeah.
0: But then when you all of a sudden, like, I had watched Raising Arizona, but never really like thought of it as like the Cohen brothers. And when I really started watching Cohen brothers, I was like, oh, the world of this is shared. The way they shoot things, the way that they, the sound design Mm-hmm. Is like is all from that apartment. Like it's like so uh of that and, and is all the shit then that I tried to rip off in film school. Poorly. Oh, yeah. Of course. Poorly. Um and so they made Evil Dead. They had gotten nine whatever it was, like 90,000 or something. Uh uh, I can't remember. uh, and they so they make that, he roadshows it, and then that is able to get the sequel going. And then Evil Dead 2 is essentially <laughs> You don't need to watch Evil Dead One, but it's fun to watch. It's a retcon of the same thing. In each version, they just like up it. They just like take like oh, and within the woods, let's make it a little bit better. Yeah. In Evil Dead Two, let's up it even more. Like more blood, more comedy, more weirdness, more crazy I mean, shots.
1: There are people who I think even Sam Raimi says no, it's a sequel, not a a retcon. But I
0: how can it
1: be exactly like it's a weird in between right i'm sure our listeners probably have a theory on that but well
0: because they redo they essentially redo the beginning the whole movie yeah it's almost like if rob zombie didn't fuck up the halloween redo (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean how he shoves in the the redo of the movie in the first like half hour, but in this, it's like the first three minutes, and then it's just like, off to the races. Yeah. Other shit happens. Because um, it isn't. That's why it's a multiverse thing. Because the multiverse yeah. exists, because some of those friends don't exist. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Army of Darkness takes on the next thing, and I don't know where it goes from But, but like, uh, uh, yeah, so The Evil Dead, I'll say, I've watched The Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn a hundred times. <laughs> Like, way too many
1: times. Yeah. I
0: definitely did not watch Evil De- The Evil Dead as much.
1: I watched this one more than I watched Evil Dead 2. Really? Because I, 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 I was of the thought, and maybe I still believe it a little bit, because it's got a charm to it, and it's so inventive, and it's so great, you know? And it's, like, it's also more... I think it's scarier and more, you know, because, you know, the second one really leans into the slapstick of the Three Stooges stuff. And like, and I love that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like right up my alley, but it just like something about that time where I'm like, no, I like the. The more grounded shit, you know, like I was kind of a <laughs> you were serious, cocky about kid. it. Being like, <laughs> yeah. no, Evil Dead is the one, not Evil Dead 2. You, D- D- Evil Dead is the one. And I was it, like, the opposite. I was like, yeah. Evil
0: Dead 2 is where it's at. Evil Dead 1's got some issues. But because yeah. it is that cockiness and also this weird idea that I had to like, that I've grown out, but certainly was a young Garlock idea of like, well, I've picked this one. Yeah, exactly. This, this is the like, one I've clapped on Yeah. <laughs> And I I remember, and I still, uh, at least one of these I stand behind, I remember we would watch Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, and it was, the biggest problem was, it just, it isn't as fun as a group watch. Right. And when I say group watch, mostly it was me and my friend Jay. Sometimes Uh my friend Jesse, and then eventually me and my buddy Eric, like when the crew got a little bit bigger. It was mostly me and Jay every weekend, like cycling through the same six fucking movies and interjecting one uh, in there now and then. Um, And Evil Dead, the Evil Dead, uh, it's not revisionist. I was always so enlightened, but like we never loved the tree rape molestation scene. No, it was just a bummer. And it feels young. It does feel like a young man's idea. It makes sense. He was oh, just turned twenty, and he's like trying to make a name. And it makes sense in the the concept of the movie. But it's like, yep, it's not fun to watch. And it's the first big thing that happens.
1: It also like yeah, because also at that time when you think of like low budget horror, it was just kind of a commonplace thing yeah. for some reason. Like young dudes just always put that in cuz i orphan. think it's
0: like just like the concept of rape is the worst thing you can imagine. Right. It's almost like and i never saw it. I remember that John Travolta movie where it's like the general's daughter. And mm-hmm. in the trailer they were like what's the wor- what's the worst thing that could happen to a woman? And like and i remember watching like the trailer and they never tell you and then someone told me and i was just like oh the thing that's in every like movie Like, as a trope, like, at this point. I was like, they really sell that to you in that trailer.
1: (laughs) Because it becomes a lazy story, uh, like, plot device... Yeah. ...for to give a woman a reason to take revenge or to feel... Like They're like, well, I don't know what else to do, so I guess I'll just do this because this is the one thing everybody can agree on that's And
0: it is one of the scariest things that we can't speak to that a woman has to deal with in this world and continues to. And there is an argument that we've talked about before for the uh, feminist readings of certain rape revenge films uh, through men, women, and chainsaws. Uh, That being said... Yeah, it was kind of the same as like like nineties hardcore bands. I talked about this once on a podcast, but I would just like always overuse the word rape yeah. in terms of the earth, like hardline, right. like vegan. And I was just like, eh, lazy writing. Even as a kid. I felt a little bit like, I don't know. <laughs> like use something else. Like it's not your term to use most of the time.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, even like Steve Albini where people are pointing out like, <laughs> like his former band.
0: Yeah. I mean, even, uh, 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 look, we love Stephen King and he's constantly (laughs) has problems. I'm reading Michael McDowell's last book, who's one of my favorite writers, but Tabitha King took over from it because he passed away before he could finish it. And I was telling my wife, there's a really funny part where it's like, it's almost like they're trying to answer for the fact, and I get it. That it's a it's a 1950s Southern Gothic story, which all of his stories are. So they're trying to answer for the fact that like the help have a certain voice. Yes. And and when it's Stephen King, you're always like, oh boy, I know Maine is questionable up there politically, but like, God, man, it is like an Amos and Andy like cartoon. And yeah. Tabitha King goes out of her way to almost have a sentence that's like the main ki- the main character is seven years old, and she's like. Almost like I just want you to know that this is my seven-year-old version of a dialect I heard, and I'm not trying to be racist. Right. <laughs> like, and then they do like you know in the yeah, southern like stereotype, basically. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I never liked that. And then we didn't uh, we didn't love the stop motion melting. Oh, really? Because it was just gross to me. Yeah, it's so
1: kind of janky and kind of, and
0: it's got a little uh, claymation maggot in there. Oh yeah, (laughs) and that was honestly—it's like I never liked that shit, man. So yeah, uh, but I do think the biggest thing is just it's not as—it's not a let's rewatch it, uh, as much movie as Evil Dead felt to me. Evil Dead Two felt.
1: Jeff Uh, let me put it in Foo Fighters term Um, Everybody loves The color and the shape but for me it's that First one because it's just got that kind Of lo-fi you know It's just Dave man just just You like that gritty demo version Baby Man I guess gotta hear that weenie beanie (laughs) I was
0: telling on a very quick aside last night because nothing's better than a aside about a dream. But last night, literally, I had a dream that me and our friend Scordellus, Alex Cordellis had to go to a Foo Fighters event because Jason Gore, our other friend of the pod, did our Life Force episode, was invited to it. But he's in London. So the in my dream, this event was like only for friends. <laughs> it was at a weird little warehouse. And I don't even know what it was supposed to be for. And at one point, Dave Girl pulls us aside. And is like, what exactly are you two doing here? <laughs> and I explained "What 108.9 The Hawk. And he thought that was humorous. So he decided to give me the gift that everyone was being given in this. And it was a stainless steel Polaroid camera. <laughs> oh. I my brain was working overtime with this and then I so, woke up I mean, looking Dave's for that camera. Guy, man. That's the th- that was my takeaway. You know, you, no matter what you say about Dave Grohl, he's a great guy. He'll he's give you he'll guy. give you that gift. Um so yeah, I mean Evil Dead though is it is it's darker. Uh it's more of a horror movie uh than Evil Dead 2 which is a comedy horror. Uh definitely. Um and but it also it, it's it's a multiverse. It is just a multiverse. It's like they kind of do I love that fact. I love the fact that they will that Sam Raimi's just like, oh this like let's do this but in like a little bit even more so. Like um let's take this and like the just tweak it and do it again. I just didn't nail it how I did in the first yeah. one or in within the woods. And I also, it is, uh, film-wise for me, it was an early, (laughs) both a good and a bad, it was an early inspiration because it feels, it feels scrappy. Like, it feels like, right? Like, it's like, it feels like they have done, it feels like they have done as much and more than uh uh in probably going in your foo fighters uh probably analogy like that it's like it's it's the it's the metal band or the band reaching for the thing that they maybe can't do just yet yeah but trying to do it and when they do they pull off some other shit that you're like whoa that's fucking (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing
1: it's uh deftones adrenaline to around the fur to white pony dude now we're
0: talking some turkey (laughs) some fucking deftones turkey um I will say watching this, I was like, does it need to be a UHD version, which is the only version I could rent from Amazon?
1: <laughs> well, they had the other version on Amazon. Uh, I had to search for it. It costs uh, more. <laughs> it costs more. <laughs> and and I, I had a credit, credit so I was so like, I was I'm like, out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I'll just watch it in the best I can. And that, To me, while I was watching it, I was like, oh man, I kind of miss, this is one of those movies where I'm like... I'm used to watching kind of the shitty VHS, so I was like, part of me is like, part of the charm for me when I watched it was like it felt like almost like a secret. Yeah, you know, like oh wow, it's so it the the it's the colors are muted and stuff. It's just like a, a bad VHS because you know that some kid probably watched it a million times. And yes, when I had rented it, it's like you, it just has this feel to it. It just has this kind of like. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to see a cleaned-up version of Night of the Living Dead. I don't need yeah. it to be crisp. I need it because yeah. what's creepy to me is the noise. I like, you know, especially if it's worn, the warble just makes it even more weird. Yeah. Uh, it just adds this effect to it. That being said, like, the, the, the 4K version I watched didn't look, like, that great until, no, like, the didn't. last... Until the last uh, 11 minutes or 12 minutes of the movie where all of a sudden you're like, whoa, the film quality kind of changed on this. This looks <laughs> yeah. a lot better and uh, he looks older, Like, of course, because they had to patchwork this movie. Right, the cast had to leave
0: and they were like, we still have like 50% of this
1: movie to make. Yeah, So, so they like did what they call fake shemps. Uh, yes.
0: uh, where Yeah, they would bring in uh, people uh, and Sam. Or uh, no, Ted. what's the brother? Ted. Ted Ramey. With yeah. fake shempet,
1: Um Right? Ted Raimi yeah, it's uh, uh,
0: West Wings Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi, I believe. Uh Ted Raimi. Ted Taylor. Raimi. Ted <laughs> It is like when you get like you're a little bit older and you got a nicer sound system. And then you're like, yeah. wait, I'm used to listening to this fucking punk demo in my car with one speaker working. Like yep. I don't need this necessarily cleaned up. I don't need the remastered version <laughs> of this shitty yeah. grindcore record. Um, uh, it should be shitty sounding. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it yeah, it didn't look, uh, cause sometimes it'll, it'll look weird on my uh, TV, but luckily it didn't. Um, yeah. uh, it is, yeah, pretty quickly. You're just like the sound design of this is so amazing and so gross. Yeah. All at once. Um, I also it was especially when you get to uh, because we'll jump around as we always do uh, when you get to that end thing. And I remember I had told you I was like, yeah, you're right for not fucking doing any fucking extra things while you watch this because yeah. um, uh, the sound is like when they start melting and that stop motion thing uh, at the end, it's like there's sound like it's it's like when you do a sketch that you're like part of this thing is to punish the audience. Oh, yeah. Part of this is just repeat it and draw it out because it takes so long the end in a good way. Yeah. But it feels punishing with all those noises coming out of them. Oh yeah. Um uh I also love uh it's just like it, it there's just so much inventive camera work
1: it just is what it is like to me that's what's so charming about this and why i love it so much is just thinking about being 20 years old and loving movies so much and wanting to make a movie and having fun with your friends and even though i know it was like a hellish experience just that 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 fact alone and what he pulls off or what they pull off with the limited resources they have and how inventive and how cool these camera shots are and how like so many horror directors kind of aped it off of him you know from that where they're like oh this is cool i didn't know you could uh dutch angle with this you know i didn't know that you could have the camera be the point of view of like i mean like to that that's been around forever but the way that they do it is so inventive, and it's just so on the fly. It's so DIY, and it's so – there were certain shots of this where you're like, wow, this looks like it would be if they had had a bigger budget, but yet yeah. somehow they made this look the, – the lighting in the cabin when you're looking at it from the outside, too. So cool. It's just effective. It just looks so – disturbing somehow it just looks i think looks that's the key
0: to me is like it's just surprising how effective it is on a rewatch especially yes. like it it's you can uh a little bit more than evil did too you can maybe every once in a while see like the little bit of the seams oh yeah, of it of just being low budget but you're also like at least for me i was like surprised how little you don't see the seams like yeah. how it like it uh uh and, it, and it's, like, the um, uh, the ego of youth kind of coming across and that mm-hmm. gumption. Like, because, I mean, on the other end, it was, like, one of those movies that, like, disheartened me. Because I was just, like, I don't have it in me to put in this amount of work. Like, to, yeah. like, kill myself for a movie. And I also, in retrospect, and Bump, because it just is a time. Like, I wish I had... Uh, we've kind of talked about this. When I went to film school, I wish I had found the way to focus more on horror stuff and genre. Like yeah. I just got sucked into Wes Anderson Rushmore. And so did everyone. It just we was the do. exact time <laughs> yeah. to be sucked into that f- style of indie cinema. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. And being blown away by Hal Hartley movies mm-hmm. versus man, I wish I had fucking, cause it's just more fun. Um, and and watching this too, it's like, look, no shade, but we've all been on shoots that were like, this should be more inventive, yeah, than it is. Like, what are we doing here? Like, rewatch this movie because, yeah, the I love that. Look, the 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 idea that uh, they uh, use the limited resources all to their advantage. They 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 realize how important sound is. They realize that like it's layering and making these crazy sounds that will sometimes be the scariest part. They realize like not because of MTV editing, but that's like this kind of certain type of editing will get things moving and will also build attention in something that could be goofy. That uh uh they uh, they even kind of understand the fun you can have with music. Like it's not one of the soundtrack it's not like a carpenter soundtrack. No. But there are those times that is like Where were we just watching? Oh, Barfly. It's almost like Barfly, where it's like they have those couple of scenes where where ash is being like melodramatic yeah. and it's supposed to be like oh i love you my girlfriend before and
1: got like the the strings
0: and yeah stuff. i was and...
1: kind of surprised i was like oh it kind of has an orchestral yeah score to it but it's only like in small parts
0: and it's clearly that they're like using it to their advantage for that scene yeah uh that they are like we're not afraid of a dutch angle and it will be even more of a dutch angle than you could even imagine it's like a yeah. couple more degrees And the shot that blew my mind in this time was when they try to escape him and his sister and they get to the bridge part they somehow and i'm sure it was easy it but probably not i need to re-watch the making of thing the the car is straight ahead and then ash and his sister when they walk away from the car are on a dutch angle yeah so like did they build a little ramp for the car to be on the angle so that when they shot it this way it it would turn her it just it's these little disorienting moves
1: that are like and 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 that they're building from plywood and all this like yeah they're just yeah putting or like
0: when they're chasing him through the shit that i ripped off so many times through the fucking doors yeah they just put a camera on a bike and just
1: drove through the house, which is amazing. Is that how it, those doors open? So Because the, the wheel is hitting it? I or think people so. I'm wondering if it's a combo one. sometimes because some of them just explode. Yeah, that last one is just goes, it splits yeah. open. And I'm like, how do they do that? Yeah, I love but that. But
0: even that, that they sell that that you're not sure because they put in just like sometimes that... I love that it's not afraid to go crazy with sound effects. Like when he latches his girlfriend to the table and it's like just to put a clip on like that shit's great, especially for you and me who are obsessed with essentially training montages. Yes. And that's the thing is like, this was my first introduction to, I was watching at the same time, but like training montage in a different style, essentially just montage scenes. But like, yeah, the Ash getting ready in Evil Dead 2 is like the greatest thing ever. It's might so as well good. be commando. Um Montage. In, in Montage. <laughs> Inventive camera work that is feeding the scene, not just showing off. That's that's
1: a difference. Yes. So and especially at twenty years old, as a young filmmaker, you can't help like it. It's it's gonna feel like you're gonna do it. You're gonna show off. You don't even have to be young. Just any young or any new filmmaker is gonna kind of swing their dick or lips around, you know. And it's just yep. gonna like that clit swinging around. Yeah, I mean, but like it's it's going to be where they're trying to make a statement, and sometimes it comes off too showy, and it's like I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, but it just serves the story it's 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 inventive and it's cool even now watching it where you it's been copied so many times in so many different types of media but it really does feel like it works it Cause doesn't it, feel over
0: because it's not
1: copied and
0: inessential like right. it feels like sometimes when it's like oh I saw this evil Dead. like it's like when you're like oh I forgot that there all of a sudden is an upside down shot of ash yeah and then it's going to swoop over, over. his head into a yeah. super close-up, but it's because we have now entered where like everything is topsy turvy, and it's like so simple in a lot, but like also, uh, my first introduction to the needlessly complicated of Argento, basically, yeah. like and and not as needlessly complicated sometimes, like it's just like. Even that, like, they have that overhead shot that goes in the the ceiling boards every time they swoop past. Are like, yeah, and it's like, oh right, the whole house is now possessed with the energy. Like, that's Mm -hmm. great. It served the purpose. Yeah. Um. uh But yeah, I think that's the. It's like it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like he's. It feels like they. Even though it sounds like it was a nightmare to shoot, they were having fun with it but understanding at least innately what they were doing like yeah. um uh not stumbling upon stuff and again it's just we've been on shoots too where you're just like can we do more with this like have more fun with it like jesus yeah. christ um do you not remember the genre we're playing in here <laughs> um uh but yeah and it's just like uh it, it was uh, like it's just the realization of all of these introductions of like Think maybe that's part of it. It's like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, whatever version, and and uh, like or dislike you might have for it. At least for me, and I think for you too, it was one of our first introductions to larger film concepts. Like it's like basically was like my first introduction besides like Raising Arizona. It wasn't like oh I watched Citizen Kane and then I learned about the. It was just like no, right. When I took sound design class. There's a reason they're talking about certain scenes in Barton Fink Yeah, that then you can draw back to Evil Dead and Blood Simple and these early and like basically 19 and 20 year olds with fucking Bruce Campbell mortgaging his like family house to f- <laughs> like fund it like yeah. which is a fucking belief system like you know in a movie too which is inspirational like And doing the fucking legwork. Honestly, doing the shit that when we first started at UCB and we'd get yelled at and be like, you gotta go out to, like, Tompkins Square and, like, flyer every show. I would be like, no, and in retrospect, I'm like, I probably should Maybe I should have, yeah. (laughs) Like, I was just listening to a very long interview with Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. And it was, like, a history of, like, me and, like, because it was just, like, talking about a lot of, like, growing up in Connecticut hardcore, and it was always taken for granted of, like, he just booked all of our shows. But, like, he's talking about everything he did, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't do any of that. I didn't go into Kinko's and print up 12,000 flyers and then bring them to, like, every show I shouldn't have even been at, (laughs) but to generate this and this and, like, oh, right. And honestly, again, it's in a little bit of just, like, what does UCB do for us? It's like, have you tried putting on a show on your own at a theater? Yeah, (laughs) it's very hard. Um, But, yeah, so all – it's just, like, it's amazing how impressive
1: it is watching it.
0: Yeah. that they stumbled upon having fucking Bruce Campbell as a high school friend.
1: I mean, oh, what I love about this movie, too, is that you don't think Bruce is going to be, or Ash is going to be the hero of it because he's kind of a wimp, and he's yeah. just like...
0: He doesn't do shit in this movie for most of think, it. Like,
1: cause, you don't think, because based off of horror films, you're going to think it's going to be like a Final Girl situation or something like that, and then it's actually the wimp of the movie. yeah. Who ends up becoming like thrust into being a hero, and that's the other thing too. I like about it feels a little bit more because he gets that kind of cocky Ash attitude. I mean, he goes full on in uh, Army of Darkness, right? But he's, you think he, that's
0: seeing, what Ash's character is? If you don't, right? Watch. That's a, what I was like surprised by.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, he's this cocky bastard who has these one-liners that are awesome, groovy. <laughs> yeah, hail to the king, baby. Yeah. You know, like, all give that, me some I, sugar, I saw, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it feels like I don't know. So like when I watch this, it just there's something charming about how his character is like literally like probably what we would do in yeah. that situation. The only thing that bothers me that so everybody is freaked out by what's going on, but then when she comes in, his sister comes in after. That awful scene in the woods, yeah, and they they clearly see that something terrible, very awful, has <laughs> happened to her, and yeah. she's distraught. And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, slow down! You're gonna believe that's like, what's going on?" It's <laughs> just like, "Yeah, all right, calm down. You're not making any sense." It's like, "Well, what the fuck do you think happened?" Right. If a friend of mine, or my, you know, I don't have a sister, but like if if a, a family member or a friend of mine. Came in from the woods like that and was like hysterical about what just happened to them. I would not be like, "Hey, settle down. You're being hysterical." Yeah, be like, "What the fuck happened? Let's get out of here."
0: Yeah, and that's a. There are a couple moments that fall into the tropes of that standard, like kind of like haunted house story to some extent. Um, and yeah, that like spooky, yes, Um, but yeah, it is. Uh. It is interesting. I for- I totally forgot. It's just what you said, that I forgot Ash isn't really the hero in the first one. He no, only I has mean, to like be. he's
1: standing back. He's scared. He's holding an things.
0: axe. It's just what you and I would do. We get
1: the weapon. That could be the best weapon. And yeah. we both would be like, Duh, are you going to handle this? <laughs> also, it kind of is interesting kind of uh, uh, when you're young and you think like, why is this happening to me? And part of that too is like, In the character in the first one, like the Evil Dead, just like there's something about that naive kind of high school, college, young age where he's like, "Why are you tormenting me?" And it's like, you just had all your friends just completely die, yeah, and you're concerned about you know they're they're being possessed, and now you're being you're concerned about you being tormented. It is a very
0: high school attitude, right? It's like that's what I kind of like.
1: It's there's a, a, a a naive charm to that. And I kind of like that. Um, maybe that's also
0: why I it was like, because it's like it, you could use it as like a litmus for how at least part of yourself was when you first watched yeah. it. Because like maybe like Evil Dead 2, I was like, man, I wish I could be the cockier guy who also is kind of being driven mad by the world around him. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how I would picture myself like in a dumb way. Um, uh. uh and because, yeah, it is like, again, that's where it feels like the multiverse. Because even when he's going, quote unquote, crazy at the end, is a different going crazy in Evil Dead 2. In Evil Dead Absolutely. 2, he's more aggressive in yeah. how he's losing it. But in this one, it is more of like, a, oh, wow, I'm really contemplating. Like, and it's a little bit more, uh, uh, Evil Dead 1's a little bit more Nine Inch Nails, and Evil Dead 2's a little more Ministry. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all How's skinny it? puppy anyways, because when that bridge uh, that bridge set design being pulled up is amazing yeah. looking, and it 1,000% just looks like a skinny puppy stage design from the Ain't It Dead Yet. It feels oh, like absolutely. something ogre would have a dead baby <laughs> Like hanging from with a cross, and it's got a fucking syringe going into it, and it's all going to be fucking a medley of God's gift maggots into addiction. Um, I mean, that's the other part. It's just like industrial and evil dead is just like interwoven, yeah, they're very interwoven, <laughs> but I love that. I mean, again, making a lot with a little like that set design is so beautiful to me. Like, yeah, um, I love it. Uh, and all the like. Putting in little Easter eggs, I love that this is like kind of that beginning of the Wes Craven, uh, Sam Raimi like not really feud, but like like putting yes. stuff in the background because there's a Hills Have Eyes ripped poster, uh-huh. and then I don't remember what movie is it in Nightmare that there's a ripped Evil Dead poster or something. I it's think like, so. and then they're also watching she's nancy's maybe watching evil dead but falling asleep watching <laughs> it because it's boring
1: i also <laughs> associate uh evil dead with the evil dead with donnie darko oh wait when I... frank appears they're they're at the movie theater watching the evil dead and it somehow skips from when the 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 delta is coming in and all of a sudden it's at the part with the clock because they have to get the oh right or whatever right but uh So I I associate those two movies together a lot, too. Because it's interwoven in all of our subculture bullshit. (laughs) When you're talking about the, the, the Easter eggs, do you think there's that one shot with the three women who are looking down at the cellar? And to me, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like the three witches of Macbeth or something like it feels like totally kind of felt like a little bit. I don't know why I got that. Yeah. Sense, yeah. Because like they eventually all turn. I but. could definitely see that. I And
0: and, uh, that makes sense. If I was smarter and understood Shakespeare more, I could yeah, probably I give Billy you a story much, but collector. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time thinking also in a in kind of a related one that Ash just like you said, where he's a different character, you think is kind of like the main woman in Night of the Living Dead, yeah. where he's like borderline catatonic, yeah. and the world is happening around him, he's and they're like dealing with a basement with the all, all the time. He's standing back. Yeah. He yeah. keeps stepping back. He keeps being like, and even like after his sister is molested by a tree, He's like, well, get out of here. We'll get out of here. And she's like, they're never gonna let us sleep. <laughs> like you're yeah. like,
1: whoa, okay, <laughs> like yeah, also, you're right. He's <laughs> constantly getting trapped under bookcases. I
0: did <laughs> forgot how often he is trapped I was under like, fucking bookcases. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing pattern that keeps happening. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot too that I had. Uh, I did have phantom tingle for the sister. <laughs> I had oh, a crush on right. her when I was kid. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I that's the other part too is like I weirdly was like, and then I had to just like throw this idea out. I was like, oh, it's the Evil Dead movies, but Evil Dead Two isn't really. They're not overtly sexual movies, but then the first one is because it has a molestation. It has but that, like,
1: and then also when there's uh, that one when- shot. <laughs> Well, yeah. There's that. There's a couple of like. I was surprised at uh, the few breast moments. I was like, yeah. Oh, "Yeah, I forgot." But then, like, also like when, um, oh, who was it on top? Was it his girlfriend who's on top of him? And there's like one like little like you see a pelvis thrust and you hear a little uh. <laughs>
0: That's a question I, Yeah, I wasn't sure because that was one where I was like, oh, did I just not ever pick up? And I guess it is in there because in it's a classic Wikipedia description where they're just adamant about a plot thing where they're just yeah. like, and then his decapitated girlfriend tries to rape him. And yeah. I was just like, oh. I guess that is an ad, maybe. Like I think it is in there, but. there's just
1: that one little part. It goes right. by so fast, and it, you're kind of like, "Wait, did, was that like a a moan?
0: Yeah, like, was this maybe? It, yeah, maybe it, it. And it's hard to like. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's again where it's not that there's so much time, but there are the moments of evil, the evil dead that are like a young man's game. It's a oh, young yeah. man's ideas, uh, just like. It get, yeah, even the, the sister being molested and we see her breast. Yeah. You're just like, never a good move in any any move. literally every movie we've ever watched. Canon, always yeah. it's always like, have your cake and eat it too. Get out of here. I don't want that cake. Yeah. <laughs> like it's too this <laughs> is that sh- shitty cake get out of here. That my shitty face. cake out of here. Um uh I l I mean, I also just love there's little nods to like in the basement, it's like texas chainsaw yeah with like fucking bones hanging and more so than
1: maybe because we just rewatched, you know or i just rewatched the first one and we watched the second one yeah yeah i
0: wouldn't have noticed as a kid because texas was definitely one i didn't watch till college well maybe after because i was afraid
1: way too early i mean you're a texas boy baby exactly they're (laughs) like it's a rite of passage come on you're five years old let's watch it you've also
0: got which which relative visit that showed you like is it your uncle or your aunt that you would watch a lot of movies, or am I getting no, that that's wrong? That's my grandma. Your grandma. Yeah. That's it. Yes. And so, like, you had your you had your grandma showing you some shit she, real early.
1: I mean, like, the room I would sleep when my mom had to work nights in the back room, her sewing room. I slept in had a bookcase with all the original Stephen King, all these pulp novels, all these horror. Where I would just stare at the covers and be like, yeah. Reading, I never like, met your end grandma, ends. and I love your grandma. <laughs> she's great. I will, you know, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's very great. We, uh, we, we, yeah. We relatives re, we are reconcile. complicated. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I love the stories of
1: your grandma a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. she. I mean, yeah, sleeping with a gun under her pillow. And... <laughs> yeah,
0: well, again, I love the stories of your grandma. Yeah, I mean, Godspeed, the little Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh I certainly. Well, one. Uh, this was my also probably my first introduction to lovecraft even concepts yeah. at exactly. all exactly and i've got yeah, a fucking the- lovecraft tattoo at this point like Necrom- that's not exactly a lovecraft but it's a cthulhu tattoo but yeah uh, uh but yeah the necronomicon uh, exactly the 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 the, the most pa- one of the most powerful book of grim um <laughs> but this was the first time i had ever fucking heard of it uh as Me a too. concept yeah um and then almost bought like the Anton LaVey one so many times or whatever the shitty one they'd sell. Is that who it's, what wrote it? Uh, they'd oh, sell it in like Barnes and Noble.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a real testament to, yeah. to like, yeah, let's let's have the Book of the Dead in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I never, I will say I don't buy as much
0: physical media and it probably would have rotted by this point, but I am, I do always regret that I never got that special edition like Necronomicon Evil Dead 2 or Evil Deads that like Dude, came in I, it Dude I
1: I have No, I didn't have it. My best friend though in college had it. Yeah. And I remember borrowing it from him and uh after a while he was like you got to be really careful with this cuz I think it, like a little piece of it came off and I'm like I'm so sorry but it's like it starts to it stinks. Yeah. It, it deteriorated really quick to, if I remember. It deteriorates correctly. very quickly. <laughs> I have the first one on DVD. Of course I d- I rented it because I don't have a way to watch DVD uh, nothing that's easy to watch mm-hmm. DVDs on but I have this this movie on DVD I just don't have the second one because my best friend had it and so like we would just kind of swap but yeah he had the he had that book of the dead one I remember seeing it at Best Buy all the time too yeah, yeah. uh
0: yeah. definitely uh I guess with that too it's shout out to Rob Tappert who is like part of the trio there like executive producer um but he's also the one I think Designed the the Necronomicon did a lot of those designs in the drawings, um, which yeah. amazing looking drawings. I mean, uh, so also shout out to uh, any Sludge fans. Looked like what Eric from Grief would draw for Grief album covers. I have no <laughs>
1: idea what you're talking about, but I take your word for it. I'm
0: gonna I'll send you one. There's what we would always make fun of it in the Orchid Van because his drawings are both <laughs> like awesome and so ridiculous. It would be like uh-huh. a guy. Uh, glued to the ground, puking into a toilet, but he lives in a bottle. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> It'd just be like these crust punk ideas. Um is so funny to me. Um you d- but you yeah. Know,
1: you know what I noticed with this uh, viewing that I didn't notice before and I can't believe I didn't, but you know how he has the the necklace and he's playing pretending he's asleep? Yeah. And it has a close up on the eyes and she keeps looking over and he's like opening his eyes and closing them. That we see that reversed later on. Oh, right. Yeah. With her, like with um, with him having the close-up on the eyes and then her pretending to be asleep and then yeah. opening her eyes and closing them.
0: That's the thing. The these little surprises. moments of like yeah. flipping shit, just like little things, just like get your subconscious even going. I love it. I will say, too, I definitely have bought some version of that necklace for my wife at some point like not maybe knowing i was basically just <laughs> getting a replica like uh, cuz i'm a monster um uh i oh and i certainly also ripped off the automatic writing idea for oh, some yeah. dumb student film of mine <laughs> <laughs> Um, All of the ripoffs were for some dumb student film of mine that are all sitting in my mom's uh, closet at her house rotting because they're not being taken care of. And I don't Uh, really want to convert these movies to
1: get them and upload them to our Patreon. That's what I'm (laughs)
0: thinking. They are interesting. My student films. Let's just leave it at that. Um, uh, yeah, and I love that it's like we're getting the taste of the wackiness of who he is. and like, Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, even just that weird, funny blender shot, like, close-up. <laughs> like, so funny.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I love that shot. I mean, towards the end, we really get a little bit of the... The gore humor, you know, with with um of course the blood just spewing out all over him. Oh, the the, uh, the multiple
0: zoom in on his
1: face to the bleeding yes. pipe to this pipe to face that pipe, pipe and then- scene <laughs> is so good. Yeah, and then just like you know him uh, gouging out his friend Ronnie's eyes and just like. That's a,
0: that scene. I legitimately, and I know it's probably an easy answer, but there, that's the that's when I get super interested in like basically like or Scotty, sorry, why Scotty, say Ronnie, Scotty. Uh, or Ronnie Does Wood, um, from Rolling Stones, is it this yes. <laughs> briefly? uh I, that's one where I was just like, I know it's probably an easy answer, but I love like in a uh uh independent like basically movie when you're like, how did they actually do that? Because
1: it's like. It's yeah.
0: on an actual human's head, but they got but pretty a,
1: deep in. It's a puppet head. Uh, well, actually, it's not. I don't think it is a human because there were the few moments where you could tell they used like a dummy. Sure. Yeah. With the the mask head, but that one especially, I think they did a good job on. Yeah. Where it was able, they were maybe able to the do body. The, yeah.
0: I just felt like the neck looked like it was a fake shemp. Yeah, And that maybe they had a built out face in front of it that could go deep they enough may, because you're, it's have. amazing how deep it goes into the eyes. Very deep,
1: yeah. Um, I, I mean, like all that all that bloody fun at the end is just like really sets up for what you're going to see in two. Did um,
0: you have the problem? I kept, uh, I, I think there were a couple scenes where not in a good or a bad way, I just merged the two. So like I almost like the pipe scene. I thought there'd be even more blood. But because yeah. I was picturing in two when the when he gets it all blown on him and then it gets yeah. sucked back. No, yeah,
1: yeah, no. That, that I thought that too, and I was like, oh right, because I'm confusing with. Uh, right. But, I mean, it was still gnarly. Yeah. Yes,
0: very gnarly. Um, I love that fucking knife the, with the skull that bleeds yeah. out blood when it oh. stabs
1: into you. It's very um, phantasm.
0: Yeah, it's very phantasm. Set me up for a love of Phantasm when I finally <laughs> saw that because I was too scared of Phantasm for a while. Yeah, just watch Phantasm two over and over. Um, uh, you can't.
1: What's the deal with Phantasm two? Why can't I find
0: that on? I think it's a rights thing. I think that's a one where it's just like, and it is annoying because there'll be like every other Phantasm you can stream on a service, and then I Literally. think it's, I think it's just. I'm gonna have to look up, and if someone knows what the exact reasoning is, but I think it's because it's the one that wasn't connect was in a different production company. I see, and maybe was like a major. Like I want to, like it could even be Universal or something. But it's I don't just think annoying that high. That that's yeah.
1: the one that like you can't. Really and you know. don't
0: have a DVD player, so I can't even let you watch my yeah. DVDs of it that I've got. Um, uh, yeah, I love. It's almost like Robert E. Howardy style bullshit language. Which makes okay. sense because it's also like Lovecraft bullshit language. Like all of the stuff they're listening to, it's just like the ruins of Kandah. <laughs>
1: exactly. That whole thing right there where they're listening to the recording is so cool and it was so creepy to me when I was... I mean, his voice isn't creepy, but is there's something about... There's a timber to it that's a little creepy, I think. Yeah. And just like him talking about his wife being possessed and that the only you know thing that can... The, yeah, the only way to take care, take care of it is dismemberment, and also like, is it creepy because
0: he does sound like a voice of authority? Because it is yes, like I think, I think the that, guy from TCM, and he's so flat about it, but not in a non actor way. Like he's just like,
1: I've realized I must dismember my wife. <laughs> yes, it's very straightforward <laughs> and very matter of fact. Yeah, I mean it, it. It remind. I mean, it's what I imagine when you do read Lovecraft and you're reading the kind of um the journalist, you know, the journaling of what they're witnessing or what they witness. Yeah. It feels like that to me. Like that's the voice I kind of hear when I read those passages. It and is so, Lovecraftian. It is
0: like that so, the descent into madness like sort of like yeah. re- guided by a language that sometimes you're like I think I just read a whole page, and I don't really know
1: what they exactly said. It's just right. kind of what's word... a racist ass trying to say yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I like it, i I love that, you know, but also it's so funny that he fast forwards and it lands exactly where the incantation is <laughs> no. exactly. And I love that they also
0: realized in two, like up the ante every time like that, like cause I love even in one that's like, it lands exactly in the middle of an incantation and all it takes is like one word of that starting and the woods are going to be smoking. Oh yeah. Fucking shit's going to be happening. Um, smoking. Just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somebody, something.
1: So much fog machine, dry ice. Yeah. That's so much. most of much. the budget.
0: I mean, that's the other part, too, is like the not being afraid to do it. I just like there's something of you watching. You're just like other people would make it just be like, should we have so much dry ice fog coming in and when they open a the door.
1: <laughs> yes. And you're like, yes, of course Absolutely. you do. <laughs> it's gonna look great. You're gonna want that fog. Oh, baby, let me tell you something. You think you don't need it? You're gonna want that you're fog. You're gonna want it. <laughs> you're gonna get in the edit bay and you're gonna be like, why didn't I put enough in there? You're gonna want it. <laughs> that's my fog. Uh, it's like I run a fog shop and that's how I talk to...
0: That's the fog guy who comes on set and he's really fucking cocky. He keeps telling you gotta up your fog budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, even just that where you're like is it just that it's iconic because it's become iconic but like I mean her when they lock her in the basement is just such an iconic shot and every time yeah. feels so awesome but also just like it's you're like are you that's the, that's the punk part where it's like did you stumble upon this thing or is it a choice that it feels like it wasn't it wasn't like a Kubrick we've planned out everything move, but like yeah, putting that one bandage in the middle of the sister's forehead that <laughs> feels like it also, when she becomes possessed is like, is that where the crucified, like, you know, yeah. uh, it's like fucking
1: cross would be. Is that where it's like, like the-, the cover of serpent in the rainbow?
0: Yes. It's very serpent and rainbow, <laughs> which is very creepy. Uh, and also serpent in the window or in the rainbow <laughs> the serpent in the window what's a good dio song um i think you said serpent had the rainbow but <laughs> okay. we'll let the people find I think that i said out. in instead of and but whatever <laughs> trust us people we know it we got <laughs> it um pulling for pulling. pulling man i See, fucked that up too,
1: <laughs> god damn it jeff god damn damn it, it.
0: I think it also just is like it's well it's it does a good job of like at least for me checking off in all of the craziness just like the simple things that freak me out like yeah woods freak me out woods are just freaky it just is what it is yeah uh, someone going at your Achilles heel with a pencil Ooh. worst they love that
1: Ugh. they love going for the the ankle the shins the legs they love
0: yeah, even when her his girlfriend comes out and just immediately is clawing his leg yeah. apart. <laughs> It's like all those little bits where the evil, the new Evil Dead was like, let's
1: do that a lot, <laughs> like let's go really crazy and go at tongues. Also, with that first ankle stab, the way that she hits the wall is so hard; you can yeah. tell the actor definitely got hurt doing that.
0: Yeah, I started rewatching that behind the scenes just quickly, and there's a couple where like you're like, oh, this the the tail end or the the pre roll is like, oh boy, you're in pain. Yeah, uh, I mean those fucking you. We've watched also enough of these movies, we didn't need it to be told to us, but those contact lenses, Oof. you know that they're painful and they were. They took they could only they have were. them in for like fifteen minutes or your eyes it would, would take, dry
1: out. Wouldn't it take like 10 minutes to put in? And then also then you would have to because remember I remember everybody of our age has watched the thriller behind the scenes yeah. so many times where they kept having to water Michael Jackson's eyes. With those contexts, like it's yep. hurting me, you know? it's hurting, <laughs> it's hurting. I mean, but, and you,
0: God forbid, you get any fake blood in there. That well, there was a of, lot of that. There's when so I was watching
1: much. it this time, I was like, "Oh, that milk and that Ugh. blood." Which it is, is milk. Getting- it's two percent. He apparently thought milk. he could
0: get around the R rating, but they are an X
1: rating, and then they just got unrated anyway. Yeah, it didn't matter anyway. So those poor actors, but. Yeah, I mean, it, the, it just looked like she got hurt on that. Yeah. And then just like thinking about all the blood and all that stuff that's just getting in their eyes. And I <laughs> just thinking about the, the things that I've worked on where I've had to use fake blood or any ugh. kind of prosthetics and stuff and just being like, ugh, it's just so. And that's now. Now yeah. where it's like safer. And, that's
0: a, and it's some good-looking blood, but it looks like it would be... I mean, it's food coloring, caro syrup, and
1: yeah. dehydrated fact, milk. You really had to do it yourself. And you're like, hey, don't swallow this, by the way. It's going to get in your mouth. You have to keep it in your mouth, but please don't swallow it because it's very poisonous. There
0: is a shot in the making of, of that woman right before, and she's kind of like, can we get going? <laughs> like, all the blood is, like, in her mouth. Oh, boy. Yeah. Apparently, like according to IMDB, there's a fact where Ash's shirt was so fucking oh yeah it like broke the shirt broke cuz it got like frozen or hot or something it was it like yeah cuz all the
1: fake blood under the heat of the the lights it's got to be the milk and it, yeah and it i mean crystallized apart. sugar yeah oh god <laughs> but i was going to say that when she says for god's sake what happened to her eyes it was like felt like maybe they just had the camera rolling when her contacts were <laughs> something was happening, she's like, no, take care of her. And that's when she was really blinded uh, in yeah. real
0: life. Uh, look, I mean, uh, now it's uh, something you've got to deal with all the time. But apparently also, like, I think a couple of the actors changed their names because this is a non-union gig. Yep.
1: <laughs> so they wouldn't get caught on this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then also I was like, oh, wait, maybe I should be doing that. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: I guess <laughs> Matt, uh Matt yeah uh what wait, Matt Hunter. Just start doing movies as Matt Hunter. Matt or, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, yeah, I'm trying to think of a candid name for you. Just go by Steve oh, right. James. Just do Steve James. Steve James. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'll say for candid people. Uh when Tubi gives you those movies you should watch. And I'm always like tempted by like Christopher Walken in McBain. Why should I watch this? Oh, am I thinking only of The Simpsons? And then I let 2B yeah. roll a little bit, and I was like, all right, uh, Christopher Walken, Steve James, Michael Ironside. Well, I guess I'm going to be watching McBain tonight. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it is. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I d- especially didn't like, it even when I was younger, is the thing probably freaked me out when his girlfriend turns and Dude, that's my the baby girl's best turn because yeah. like
1: she's so creep the baby doll kind of creepy. Ugh it's so disturbing. And it still disturbs me.
0: I hate uh dolls. And <laughs> when people are acting like dolls, not my favorite either. Yeah, disturbing. It's like and I the also makeup. like ugh, the makeup is real disturbing. I kind of forgot how much the Kandarian uh evil taunts. Like, that's all it does is taunt. Like, oh, I got, yeah, one of us, join us. Like, your girlfriend's burning in hell. Just a lot of just like, hey, oh, yeah. um, uh, we're singing that song. We're going to get you, not another peep. Time yeah. to go to sleep. Ugh, burning God.
1: my pretty flesh when her <laughs> yeah. head
0: gets in the, the. She really falls quickly into that fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, man, I again, like it's it's the beauty of this is that there will all these little shots that you like forget about, like when Ash is getting dragged and it lands on his sister in the basement, but you're like, man, you really that was at a skateboard, Dolly, like it's yeah. so low, um and but so smooth that's the other part too like I'm like that's the part that I could never figure out, and I think honestly as a kid, I had too much fear of breaking my camera. Yeah. Like, because I'm pretty sure at least in Evil Dead 2, I remember seeing a behind the scenes where they do one of those like, turn, like, it's like on a bungee and it just like slams into something. Yeah. Like, and I was way too worried about my dad fucking get pissed at me for ruining oh, yeah. our fucking yeah, VHS you camcorder.
1: You don't have the money to replace that camera.
0: Because I just could not completely understand and I guess it was be a lot of times it would be like dragged on a 2 by 4 on the back of a truck and then backwards yeah. but that was all above my, my patience level and my fear level of getting yelled at. Really that's the thing that held me back as a horror filmmaker. Being yeah, scared of being dad. yelled at by my dad. <laughs> um it's amazing that a chainsaw is almost a part of this.
1: Yeah, it's it's right there and you're like, "Ooh." And then yeah. you're like, "Oh wait, that
0: yeah. Um, uh I love that they just like again, they'll just do it that they're just like, "Fuck it, we'll start doing some superhuman wire foo jumps" just oh, yeah. like, with black blood all over his face. <laughs> um, yeah, the bleeding uh, pipe awesome, the Victrola awesome. I love as a kid I was obsessed. And now as a cannon bro, I'm obsessed with the uh it's almost like our sketch note, give a half-ass justification for why the shotgun is never going to run out of shells. Yeah. <laughs> like the justification is Ash picked up four of them <laughs> and yes. stuck them in his pocket. Because it's a never-ending pocket of shells. <laughs> and especially in Evil Dead 2. Uh Oh yeah. And Army of Darkness, he seems to never be that worried about his boomstick running out. (laughs) Uh, The loud clock clanger, so fucking good. Uh, Mirror being a water. That was really cool, yeah. uh, Just worked, really. Again, surprised how much it works. Um, I love when he blocks the door with that desk. And not only is it taking it away from just a humongous window that is bigger than the door. And oh, then yeah. his friend just attacks him anyways. Yep. <laughs> right through the <that> door. <laughs> yeah. uh, when they pull the stick out of his friend after the eyes, and just blood is just pouring out like a faucet. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And the stop-motion melting is just so gross.
1: It I just love is. it. I do yeah, love it so now. It was so disturbing to me when I first watched it. And even now, it gives you that kind of like, ugh, feeling. Yeah.
0: Well cuz you think and the it's bugs, done. Too. Yes, and the oatmeal that's like coming Ugh. out of his arm. I think that's the thing is you think it's it's also I'm realizing now it's my first introduction to what Fulci will end up doing. Right. Where you're like Jesus Christ Fulci. like How long is this lady going to lay here letting acid just pour on her face? How long is this tarantula going to like pull on a guy's eyelid? Jesus Christ. (laughs) And that after all of that, these gigantic Beetlejuice style demon hands burst
1: out. That I forgot all about that. And I was just like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Those hands. Yeah.
0: And that one burst of last burst of goop onto Ash. Oh,
1: yeah. And I love it. Sun up, life ruined. Like, yep. sun comes up. It's like he didn't win. No. I and, love that ending. It's just so, such a great ending where you're like, oh. You yeah. Such a great shot. Yeah. And the choice that is so Raimi
0: and Cohen brothers <laughs> right. that it would go to the credits and it's just like ragtime music. Yep. <laughs> it's so fun. It's just like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. It's almost like letting you know this is what's going to be coming in the next one. If we get yeah. money, we're going to do this shit.
1: It's like when a band like puts one song on their album that doesn't quite fit, but you're like, oh, this is what you're... It's like one of the last songs you put on the album that is nodding towards what you're going to be doing for the next album.
0: Yes. <laughs> or in the other version when it's a 70s band that are just like, we all love ragtime and barbershop quartet. In the middle of our randomly. album. We're like, yeah. Queen, what are you doing? I know you can pull it <laughs> off. Peter Gabriel, get out of it. Come on. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, The Evil Dead, it is. I it's a life changer.
1: Yeah. It really is. It really is. It's it's a. it's one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's great. It's so inventive. It's so enjoyable. I think it's enjoyable to watch. I mean, it's just so every horror fan has to see it
0: yeah it's, it's like it's just a rule it is an yeah. essential and maybe this will make us watch uh, ash versus evil dead yeah and i liked the soft reboot enough but i don't remember it that much
1: yeah i think it's good i liked it also i mean i'm, I'm going to see evil dead rise yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah 100% i i did not realize that there's a post credit scene where ash shows up which In apparently what? I have to find. In the the
1: soft reboot. Oh, I didn't know that either.
0: I know. I only f- saw when I was doing, like, wiki research. And apparently yeah. he shows up and he goes, like, groovy. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
0: Which seems okay. so out of tone of how brutal that movie is. I think that was yeah. part of it. was like, it. I was worried it was going to... I only watched it once, so I can't have a strong opinion on it. I thought it was going to go uh, zombie level. But what? I remember it being brutal, but also having enough of the feeling but in a new way. Yeah. Um but I got to see cuz I cannot even picture Ash showing up and why that yeah. happens. <laughs> I'll probably be looking at it after uh, we're done with this. Um but yeah, so I don't think we got anything else about the Evil Dead. No. I think uh this is where we got to our rating and as you know people if you've listened before and if you haven't, this is where we do our canon rating. Now, it's not how good or bad it is, but it's 1 to 10 canons of how canon this is. And in this case, how canon is this canon acquisition film? Because they they just bought a whole bunch of shit. And how is it in terms of canon itself? What do you think, Frank?
1: Great. I'm glad that the construction next door is playing music very loudly now. Perfect. Love it. It's a little soundtrack for you coming up with your radar. Great. Yeah. If you you heard any knocking or anything in the background, it's that. But anyway, (laughs) uh, for me, I think... Oh... Three because it does feel like kind of early 80s canon with their horror stuff a little bit tone wise
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's a little more inventive so
0: infinitely more then especially the early 80s canon yeah. related it, it could uh, uh, sh- uh, yeah visually sometimes not the trickery but the look of it could yeah. fall in there on the, the the low budget but definitely more inventive like than what the or inventive yeah, or, yeah definitely yeah Um, I would go three as well Uh, it feels like an acquisition but also doesn't feel so crazy to be on no Canon's video label yeah and also a smart move if they uh, were smarter at that time they would have found a way to get more out of (laughs) evil dead being there Uh, but yeah evil the evil dead one of the best Uh, but you know who's also one of the best the
1: people out there Frank you you the listeners Frank where can people find us they can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cannon Cannon. Second Canon is one in.
0: And go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thecanoncanon. Support us doing this. That's where we've got our extras. But also the best way to just kind of support us trying to do all of these canon films and canon-related films. And we appreciate all of you who appreciate us. And that means for our next episode, until then, I'm Jeff Garlock.
1: And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is. The, the Cannon. Cannon. Cannon.
2: Join us!